Jarvis, thank you very much for coming on the Granite Zero podcast. Mate, Sean, it's a pleasure to be here, buddy. What are you drinking um, there? Proper 12 I'm drinking. Very nice. I've, met, I've heard mixed reviews about that Proper 12. I'm not a whiskey drinker, you see. I've still got my child taste buds. It's, um, it's smoother than Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels sort of blows your head off if you drink yeah. it straight. Um, but yeah, it's not too bad. My brother got it me for me um, my birthday, so I was like, well, why not? Have a, well, have a couple. Have yeah, a couple. Yeah. I feel like a right, I feel like a right wuss now. I've got the water <laughs> bottle. Knowledge, classic squaddy, mate. Knowledge water bottle. Mate, hydrate or die. Yeah. <laughs> No, genuinely, cheers for coming on. Um, I was just about to say before I hit record, I first heard you speak randomly on Talk Sport. Yeah. And I heard you on there and I was like, fucking that's interesting. Right. And I pinged you, I pinged you a DM. You must have missed it. Standard. Um, yeah. You're famous now or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, missed it. Slash but, then, but, but, but then I, uh, I, I, I followed up because I, I, you, you like popped up or something on, um, on one of my reels or something like something popped up and I was like, oh, I'll send him another one. Fuck it. And then you, uh, you obviously replied. And I was like, fucking spot on. Genuinely. I didn't know you. I didn't know you were serving. Like I just you thought not? you were just a, you were just a random Bob that decided to uh, go on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, mate. Well, um, yeah, I am. I am still in the military. So yes, 12 years, 12 and a half years uh, in the engineers, spent the majority of my time at five, nine commando. Uh, now I am a phase two instructor at Brock Barracks. So yeah, um, loved it. Been an awesome 12 years. I'm actually resettling. I'm currently in a hotel room in, in Stoke, Kent. If anyone's watching this and thinks, <laughs> why is this stuff? I've got two beds. All right. I'm not some weirdo that wets the bed every night. Obviously, if you don't wet the bed, that's absolutely fine. But maybe <laughs> go, go and see your GP. But yeah, so I'm in Stoke resettling. Um, love my 12 years. And yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here, Sean. I'm sure we're going we're gonna to touch on that more and more. Oh, yeah. 100%, 100%. What I really want to touch on, because obviously one of the reasons why I've obviously got you on is that world record that you, you're now holding. I thought what? you were going to ask me about Talk Sport and uh, Laura Woods. Oh, she's she's incredible. My missus is going she to is. She, And do you know, she's, not only is she a very beautiful lady, she is a very nice person as well, mate. Yeah. Were you and, in the uh, studio or was it... Um... I was in the studio. So, yeah, so when I got back from the row, so I did a like three or four calls during the row with Sam and then Sam and the guys invited me in. So yeah, got to go into the studio on the breakfast show, met Darren Ben, met Jim White. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, talk sport were really good for me and, you know, um, I, I can't, I can't thank them enough for having yeah, yeah. me on and giving me that exposure because it helped me raise 70,000 pounds for, for Brains Trust, which is a charity um, really important. Yeah, um, yeah. Really cool to me. So yeah, big thank you to Talksport and all the other media media outlets. You know, I was on BBC, Sky News, uh, all the local radio stations, Solon. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the Echo, and yeah. So and and guys like yourselves running podcasts. Thank you to everyone that had me on, and, and thank you for uh, having me on here, mate. Well, it's it's, a, it's an amazing thing that you did, and especially for the charity that you did as well. Um, but what what sort of got you into the idea that I want to row? that distance how far was it in it so it was 4631 nautical miles uh that is over 5000 land miles so a nautical mile is is longer and it's to do with the curvature of the earth so yeah it was uh, flat earth won't like that Pardon, flat earthers won't like that <laughs> can we swear on it yeah of course you can they need to go and take their head for a ship because 
the earth isn't flat, all right, get over it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, where were we? Flat earth is, ah, the road. So, yeah, it was 111 days, solo unsupported. And why did I want to do this? Probably overconfidence, arrogance, and then just being too stubborn to quit. No, um, it goes back to when I was a kid, mate. Um, you know, I said to my, I remember saying to my mum, oh, well, I'm going to climb my average one day. And she was like, Jack, calm down. You're five years old. And I said, no, I'm, I'm going to do it, man. So I've always had this sense of adventure. Yeah, yeah. Deep inside me. And it was in 2000 and maybe, maybe 2017, 2018, uh, a friend of mine, Duncan Roy, came back to the, came back to our unit, 2-4 Commander. And he gave a presentation and he just rode the Atlantic as a team of five. And I remember listening to it and I was like, wow. and I was the first person up on stage afterwards. I was like, dunk, mate, that was so alley. Um, and I was like, right, I need a bit of this in my life. So, you know, I started thinking, planning, you know, because at the start, I, I was just a guy with an idea. I had no fucking clue about where you get an ocean rowing boat from. Like, do you need to go and do an ocean rowing course? You know, what food do you take? You know, so you just yeah, you, yeah. You get on social media, you pester people and then in and then i had like a sponsorship deck that i made on like clip art that i was sending to companies yes love a bit of clip then, art mate yeah yeah and then all of a sudden like some company goes yeah all right we'll give you some money and you're like all right oh fuck i've actually got to do it so <laughs> it, was nuts. And it was really it was really tough and we did some really good fundraising events so i ran a i say ran a pretty much walked slash yomped a marathon carrying a rowing machine up Pendle Hill. So if any of the listeners are from Lancashire, knows where Pendle Hill is up north. Um, yeah, so that was like nine hours, raised six grand that day with my mate Tessa. Had loads of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was because, mate, I was, you know, what am I? I didn't have any corporate experience. I was a, I was yeah. a bloke, you know, I was a, a bod. I didn't like a squaddy. So I was like, right, what am I good at? Well, I'm good at carrying heinous amounts of weight yeah. for a long time bit of a grizz artist so yeah i'll do something like that and it and it gained loads of traction like i said i raised six grand and then eventually raised eight eighty five thousand pounds so that was enough to buy the boat fill it with food safety gear pay for a weather router all this stuff and then yeah we uh took the boat down to portugal pushed off and then 111 days later i, I arrived in florida is the short sort of short story that, that is a short story cheers for coming thanks <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See you later, mate. no but i'm sure yeah if you've got any questions about a row mate far oh, away of course of course like loads to start with like just to throw um, out there you're fucking how many times before. did i wank that's normally the first one <laughs> yeah it's before mate before you ask me not that many right because um you the ocean fucks you enough mate you know once you've been <laughs> fucked by rowing for 14 hours you don't want to go back and rip the head off it yeah yeah but no it was it was yeah it was a it was a cool cool experience you know so so much happened but the best way to describe it is like a grizz i'm sorry it's just a grind sorry because for 14 hours a day you are rowing and not every day yeah, is yeah. high octane big waves you know you're not seeing sharks you're not seeing marlins you're not seeing whales you're not even seeing ships you're just plodding along, it's just blue, and you're just like, right, we just got a job to do, and you're listening to your music for the fucking 500th time. So I bet um, you had like a hell of a playlist. Oh, I had a few, yeah. Didn't probably didn't have enough. Yeah. Uh, ended up listening to a few, uh, 27 audio books um, during my time, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'll ever fucking have that conversion rate of. No, no, definitely not. Because you so, obviously, yeah, was... obviously, you got to keep your 
I know I know you're focused on the on the goal itself of, mm. of rowing that length, but obviously keeping your yourself going is obviously going to be a difficult task in itself. Like a lot of people struggle just to go to the gym on their own. Yeah, you know, but you're literally thousands of miles out at sea on your Todd. Did you have a Wilson or not? <laughs> yeah, I did have a Wilson ball. The lads, the lads got me a Wilson ball, signed it. That was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, so big shout out to the boys at work. But yeah, you just do, and it's it's a strange one, mate, because I think it's quite normal, or maybe not normal, but um, it was. I'm just like, yeah, but it wasn't so recently, the last year and a half, maybe two years. People have gone, Jack, no, mate, that's you're fucking not, you're not normal, like you. That is, but bizarre, what is normal? <laughs> yeah, what is normal? Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, but. When you're out there, mate, you don't want to take a day off because a day off on an ocean rowing boat, shit. Yeah. Like being in the cabin is like being in a coffin. You have to have the hatch closed because if any water gets into that cabin, got all your electrics in there. I mean, also oh, yeah. capsize if, if enough water gets in there and it won't self-right. So it's hot, it's stuffy, damp. You know, like literally, you can see the mold growing on the sides of the cabin. Yummy. Oh, nice, so, yeah. So you just, you just, all oh, right. Well, I want this to be over as 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 quickly as possible. So I might as well get out on the get out on the oars and row. Yeah, that's how you keep going. But it's what I think what people struggle with. They never put themselves in that position. Mm. That you know where ultimately. Um, you did, and that was a big reason why I did it, mate. You, I mean, you went to. Did you go to Afghanistan or? Yeah, I went to both Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, Afghanistan, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, mate, I so I joined in 2010 as a junior entry. Then went because we had to do our trade training, so that was six months as, as well as my basic. Yeah, and then had phase two in there as well, which was nine weeks. Then I went straight down to two four commando. Um, and just because the when I got there was February. So there wasn't an all arms until April, maybe. By the time I passed my all arms, it was late July, start of August, 2012. Three commander brigade were taken out the Afghanistan all back. So I never got to go. And then I spent was it seven and a half. Yeah, seven, seven years, seven years and a couple of months. There, because I got posted in October 19. Uh, so, mate, I never got to go to Afghanistan, mate. Yeah. And I felt on my military career had. Um, not been a, not been a failure. Well, you're missing something. Yeah, mate. Yeah. So, and as well, I've, I've been on selection. I got a stand up after the trees in 2017. Oh yeah. Uh, which which fucking really which was really tough, mate. Really tough. And always SBS I'm, or SAS. Uh, Hereford, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where uh, I'm from. Yeah, fucking Hereford. Yeah, um, genuinely, that's where I'm from. Beefy boys, that burger place. Yeah, that's my my brother's one of the uh, managers. Fuck off, is it? Yeah, one of the head chefs there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, mate. Yeah, it's fucking nice there, isn't it? Shout uh, out to the beefy boys. Yeah, shout out to the beefy boys. <laughs> Sponsor me, you cunts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, mate. Uh, and that was tough, mate. And I, I, I didn't really speak about that. Mm. Um, oh, I, I, well, obviously, you know, fucking hell, you don't want to be uh, perceived as like one of those kids. Because what? Because there's a lot of, you know, probably know if you're military, a lot of lads, Go on, maybe they fail the fan. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with failing the fan, but then they talk about selection. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's a, a fair, a fair few of those come from our regiment. Like, yeah. Like, oh, and I'm well, a bit, and I'm, I, I went to do selection. Yeah, but every anybody can volunteer to go to selection. Yeah. Mate, so yeah, so many, so many, and so many people. What I saw, mate, is I felt like so many people went on there with, and that was their intention. They had no intention to pass. 
Like they turned yeah. up in absolute rag order, and they were like, "Fucking hell!" I didn't think it'd be this difficult, and I'm like, "I don't." <laughs> Are you sure, mate? You fucking idiot! Like, don't get me wrong, the hills is tough, but mm. you, everyone knows exactly what's coming. Like, you for three weeks, you're gonna be t- tabbing up the gaff, mate, with heinous amounts of weight to train for it, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I didn't. But it was, and the reason I do share it now is because I want people, I don't want people to look at me and think, fucking hell, is this guy that's never failed nothing, you know, rose the Atlantic single-handedly. Um, you know, I've been there, I've fucking failed, I've tasted that bitter pill. Yeah. And it fucking tastes disgusting. So, yeah, so I'd, so I'd come off that, went to the gym, um, come, got out of like a fucking shitty relationship. And I was just like, fucking hell, there's more to it. And you know when sometimes you go to work, you know, if you finish with a day, like, fucking hell, this is gash. Like what yeah. I've done today would have made a blind bit of difference if I'd have fucking not come in. So I was like, nah, I need to do something more. And then that's how the road come about. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, but still, having that um, sort of goal, that, that focus, and obviously you ended up smashing it is, is fucking, is, is awesome in itself. One thing that I want to sort of draw on, because obviously, fucking, the ocean is a scary fucking place. Yeah, like, it is. Especially in like the pitch black when you yeah yeah. Up. I was going to come to That's that. Like, obviously, one, one of the Bronco yeah down one of... strip. <laughs> one of the things I always sort of draw draw from that I've always said is one of the most at peace I've ever been. Even though I was in the middle of a a war zone or two war zones at the time when I went, was obviously out in Afghan and Iraq when we're way out in the in the desert. There's zero light pollution, so you can literally mm. see fucking all the stars and it's fucking peaceful. However, that isn't going to be nothing compared to the pitch black of the, the fucking sea. Mm. It was, it was dark and there's a, there's a clip on my Instagram uh, where I'm talking at night and then I flick the, I flick the nav light down and it is pictures. But I was surprised, mate, literally it's not far. I remember maybe after like three days, there was like no light pollution and I was probably only, Hundred miles from from the coast of Portugal, yeah. so it it's, it it blows your mind how quickly that light pollution goes. You just see the stars, and there's this I I don't know. So I hope maybe someone's listening. When you smash the there'll be stages with a light, and the the water goes green like algae. Yeah. So it's black. The water's black, and then if you make a splash, it goes green, and it is one of the That's most fucking mad. <laughs> oh mate, it's, it's something. Yeah, it's something to do with the algae. I think. Or, yeah, yeah. Or bacteria in the water. It's absolutely incredible, mate. But yeah, it's it's, it's a it, there were some scary moments. I mean, nearly capsizing, big wave hit me on the beam, got rocked over. I was like, oh, fucking hell, like panicking. The walls have gone everywhere. The speakers out its out its little pocket. It was lucky yeah. landing on the arm, but everything's flapping around. I'm like, jeez. I look over, mate, and there was a little Ferrero Rocher, mate, in me deck, in my deck oh, yeah. pocket, and it had gone missing. I was like, no, fucking hell, like instantly. Or, <laughs> Just thought I was going to capsize, could have been the end of the row, and I'd forgotten yeah. about that within a second, mate, because I was looking for this Ferrero Rocher. You lost your morale, mate. Yeah, exactly. You're looking forward to that. I was, yeah, I was, because that's another thing I didn't get right, mate, was my nutrition. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I didn't... I took enough food, but I should have taken more. So I was very much... I was like, yeah, pack pack light. Uh, don't have too much food. You don't pack want light. Too much I, might, food. I might go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty much it, mate. Didn't even take a rod though, so I couldn't go fishing. So yeah, pack light, because um, didn't want much food waste at the end. 
taken some bad advice off people and uh, yeah. I was basically like having to make, you know, I was having like a Ferrero Rocher one every 20 minutes when really you want to be having like five every 20 minutes and things like yeah, that. Well, obviously, because you're burning a lot of energy. Yeah, oh, a huge amount. You reckon you're burning between 7,000, 8,000 calories a day um, and like little things as well. So in some of my snack packs, there would have been like full share bags of Jelly Babies. Yeah. So, you know, you really get into the weeds. So I think like a share pack of Jelly Babies is like 175, 200 grams. Um, and you'd be like, oh, that, that snack pack. So I'd have a three meals and then a snack pack a day. In that snack pack would be like some built-on beef, uh, some cereal bars, protein bars, yeah, um, mini baby bells. Um, not mini, but yeah, baby bells. Uh, it's funny, a few of those would go mouldy. Obviously, oh, it's cheese. Yeah, so yeah. it's cheese, so you'd eat them anyway. And I, <laughs> like that. Honestly, so th- those those baby bells had been, they'd probably been packed in mid-November. Uh, yeah, because we set off on the 3rd of December. So they were probably packed, maybe the start, maybe even the start of November was when they were taken from the shelves in Costco and put in on the yeah. refrigerator. And then I was still eating them prob- on the 20th, 20th of March. So in the fucking dream there. Yeah, oh, yeah, mate. Like four months later, after they've been in a hot uh, seawater. Oh, stinky. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I used to scram them anyway. Cause if they were mouldy, you get so Oh, no, did I fuck? <laughs> um, but it's funny. The reason I didn't give a shit is because obviously I was hungry, but you get so used to the same thing because the basis of the snack pack was a pack of built on uh, two or four baby bells, a cereal bar. Was there something else? Yeah, so they were they were the three three items that was in every snack pack. Yeah. Um, so you get it was nice to have something different, a you know, a different taste, <laughs> a tangy taste. Yeah, a tangy, mouldy baby bell. Um, so that was that was that was interesting. Um, but yeah, sorry. So going back to sweets, so you'd have like in a snack pack, I might have a two hundred gram bag of Haribo uh, or Jelly Babies, and then in other ones I'd just have like a co-op own brand forty five gram of fizzy watermelons um <laughs> so yeah just i just did get get the nutrition right probably lost around 10 kilos or Oof. maybe a little bit less maybe. like yeah i didn't lose a, a great no i think it was more probably eight 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 or seven or eight kilos yeah so but landed in um landed in florida and then had a, a burger chips milkshake it's funny i always get asked oh what was that first meal like what do you think it was fucking like i've just been on <laughs> rations for 111 days of course, it was delicious. I didn't finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was full. It was full. So. My mum, my mum goes to me like, very my mum's lovely, but she knows nothing about extreme endurance events. <laughs> she really? ran a pub. Yeah, she ran a pub for like twenty-two years um, with my grandma and granddad. Um, so yeah, wouldn't wouldn't question her on that. But she goes, she was like, Jack, just be careful. You know, you've not had real. And I, I remember looking at, her, I was like, I'm thinking about this for hundred eleven days, mum. Like. Come on, yeah, I planned every, every single item over and over again. Yeah, I did, mind. mate. Literally, I ate that, had all those drinks, and had a few like beers, Coronas, and then I think like a few hours later, I had like 21, 21 chicken wings, and they were delicious. Yes. And then I had a McDonald's on the way back to the hotel. Oh, even better. Even better. <laughs> Smashing that out. Smashing that out. It must have been... It, it, like like we were saying, how dark it was and, and whatnot. But obviously, the sea's full of monsters, man. Yeah, man. Saw some crazy, some crazy animals. So 
at the start, saw some dolphins, some whales. To be fair, I saw this weird jellyfish thing. Yeah, alien. Um, alien, yeah. No, it could have been, mate, because I was, remember I was like, what the hell is that? So I like rode over to it, and then all of a sudden it just went like down, down from the surface. But saw a shark, that was incredible. Another thing, when I saw the shark... It was a hunting you. Well, yeah, it was. It was stalking the boat. But people were like, were you scared? I was like, well, no, because I was in the boat. It's yeah. funny that the Daily Star ran a story and they were like, British soldier has life and death encounters. Oh, yeah, because I, I was looking up when I, I was like, oh, you've definitely forgotten to give me a, a, a bio. So I'm going to do some little research. And Thank I you found... very much, mate. I, I did forget. And I was literally... I, did, I, mean... I, I sort of knew the gist anyway. Yeah. When you said, oh, I'll, I'll do it, I was like, yeah, was it? I saw, I saw the fucking green lid. And I was like, yeah. well, he's definitely a commando. And then I looked at the cat badge. I went, that's not a Marine cat badge. No. What is that cat badge? And I couldn't quite get the angle. And I was like, yeah. uh, that's why that's why I, I originally just put Army Commando on there. Because yeah. I was reading through this article and it came up. It's like, it started off as Royal Marine. I was like, he's not going to enjoy that if he's not a Royal no. Marine. How fucking <laughs> dare you? Mate, listen to this, right? So our unit, um, it's funny. So we we often get misreported as as raw marines because lazy journalism. Yeah, and this isn't you know. It's a sexy but, green lid though. Say it's, it's a very sexy green lid. I mean my uh, <laughs> yeah yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. <laughs> a few females. Funny actually. Let me tell you tell you a story about that. So um, my ex my ex girlfriend we were, we were chatting and we were talking about. Um, you know, oh, is there anything you want to do in a, in a bedroom and that? And she was like, oh, I'll dress up for you if you want. And I said, oh, that's nice, babe. I said, do you want me to wear my uniform one day? Because, um, you know, I've done it for a few girls and they absolutely love love it. And she was like, instantly the mood changed. She was like, well, you can yeah. go fuck yourself now. I was like, what? She was like, you think I want you to wear your uniform for me when you've worn it for other girls? I was like, but we weren't together then. Like, <laughs> like no, no, fuck off. Um, anyway, we went down a rabbit hole there. So, my uh, yeah, my my unit gets often gets uh, misrepresented as Royal Marines. Um, however, there was an incident in Norway in two thousand and eight, and I won't. <laughs> basically, there was a pub, there was a naked bar, uh, you know, eight lads, and then and then obviously the journalism, the rumor mill added. I wouldn't even say ten percent; I'd say probably a hundred percent to it. And one of my old staffies, he goes, yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? When we're in the shit, they never get our unit wrong, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking naked bar. Yeah, but if you um, if you if you type in, and anyone listening types in like five nine commando, uh, Norway two thousand and eight, I'm sure it'll come up, and you can read. <laughs> it. But just know, subtract about hundred hundred percent from there, and then you might have someone near the truth. <laughs> what? Why let the truth get in the way of a good story? As Why let say. the truth get in the way of a good dip, mate? You know yeah. it, you know it. Definitely. <laughs> oh. My little fucking timer's popped up. That's good. Good timing. What was the feeling like when you first landed back in Miami? Oh, mate. Euphoria. Like, pure, pure euphoria and joy you know it'd been a really tough last 36 hours I had to beat the current get in um and then just seeing all my family was just you know just re- in fact relief mate was the biggest one that yeah. I wasn't that nearly man again um sorry everyone didn't I didn't actually cry mate I, 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 I didn't cry 
I like welled up, got quite emotional on the on the penultimate yeah. day because you know I was fighting the current, didn't think I'd get in. I was getting pushed further and further north. I thought I might have to go another hundred miles up the coast to Jacksonville. So yeah, got in and and you know everyone, even my best mate was crying. My dad was crying. Obviously, my mum was crying. Um, and then, yeah, it was just it was just cool, man. It was just such such relief. And but it you know it's strange, mate. It didn't last long. Um, you know I was I was straight away when I got back. I was like right. You know what's next within a month? I had a month off training, start to put a bit of weight on, bit got a bit of a belly, uh, but just really? to let the body recover. But straight away, I was like, right, what's next? Because I never wanted to be this guy that was, that was just a one-trick pony. Mm. Uh, you know, lived off that, dined off that achievement, and it, even though I'm super proud now, I know it's one hell of an achievement. But within, I finished in March, and then in the September, I was running a six-day ultra marathon in the Atacama Desert, and that was Ooh. fucking awesome as well, mate. Yeah, it's, it's strange, mate. You know, you run a 250k ultramarathon in the desert, and no one really wants to know about it because you know you've done the row. Well, you went for a you went for a jolly in a boat, didn't you? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went for a jolly in a boat. But as, you know, that was that was super cool as well. Big shout out to my um my coach Gus Barton. Um, if anyone's looking Definitely. to do the MD, the MDS or or any of those, more, he's a he's a great coach. Yeah, I can't recommend him enough. Um, but yeah, man, the in the Atacama Desert, the highest desert in the world. And again, got my nutrition wrong, listened to some bad advice. And anyone wants to take anything away from this, my, one of my big things would be run your own race. Yeah. Um, you know, take people's advice, but always take it with a pinch of salt. So anyway, I didn't take enough food. Well, I took, again, I took enough food to survive, but I was always hungry. Anyway, so I used to go around the camp every night. The guys that had gotten injured or the girls that had gotten injured or wrapped, I'd be like, come on then. So you don't need your rations anymore. I might as well have them. Um, so there, anyway, so this guy goes, oh, Jack, I've, I've got a spag bowl for you. Oh. It made a good one, a good one, yeah, you know it. Anyway, so he gives it to me, and I have a few mouthfuls. And I was like, fucking hell, this tastes like chemicals. Like, oh, oh. horrible. Like, literally, like someone had crushed up a load of paracetamol and, you know, made you eat them. Yeah. Uh, obviously, do not do that, anyone no. listening. Right? We do not recommend that. No, uh, no, we do not. <laughs> no, we do not. Uh, so yeah, had had this, and I was like, Whoop. anyway, my mate in my in my tent goes, oh mate, let me give you some peri peri salt. She chucks some peri peri salt in there, and I'm like, ah, fucking, hell, it still tastes like chemicals, even though he's. And now I, I feel guilty because he's given me loads of salt, you know, because you have to carry all your stuff. The only thing you get given is is water at the checkpoints, and, and bear in mind you have to leave every checkpoint with. With two liters of water, yeah, yeah, um, and they they take your tent everywhere, so you carry a sleeping bag, carry all your food, you know, sun sun cream, all that good stuff. So I'm like, so have a few more mouthfuls, and it's the second day, and, and I finished first, or um, didn't finish first, finished fifth on the first day out of 140 runners, oh. and they add up your time. It's all right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Just um, so mate, runners. Running. I'm running, mate, and I'm. In like, I think I'm in fourth place. Running out, I get about three k in. I'm violently sick everywhere. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good. Anyway, I'm like, oh, fuck. Anyway, the, the guy overtakes me. Um, I remember his name. The good guy, Aussie. Was he an Aussie? No, he's Canadian. He's Canadian. He's oh, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Obviously, it wasn't good. I was in, I was in clip. Turbo. Anyway, I'm running the docks on the next ship, and he's like, you all right, mate? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just ate a little bit too much of breakfast. He's like, all right, man. Like, lets me go. Um, because that's why I was thinking, I was like, I can't be sick at the checkpoint, otherwise, they might pull me. Yeah, um, yeah. so I, I crack on and I get to the halfway point, and 
I've been sipping my water. No, so I get into the checkpoint. And I open my water and and she's like, Oof, you know, you need to drink a bit more. And I'm like, I really, I was like, I really don't. <laughs> um, so like, she's like, pretty much forces me to drink half my bottle. And she's like, yeah, let me fill you up before you go. And I'm like, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Thank Give you. Me yeah. <laughs> I shut that in, I'm plodding away and I just, I can feel it like all in yeah. my stomach. Anyway, again, I'm just like, I get a wheel number two. So I'm probably about 23, 24K in now. And I just think, right, I know I need to be sick. Take me, take me bag off, just in the shade. I'm just like, hands on my throat, chucking up all this warm. And Mark, this Kiwi, he was he was a good guy. Um, he's like, you're right, mate. And I'm like, Mark, I mean, no, I mean, Bobbins, he was like, oh, go on, mate. There were three cracks on. And I uh, just fucking put me fucking. Bergen on or day sack running, finish about 15th. And I remember laying in the tent. I was like, Jack, we can't have a performance like that. Everyone, because I was the youngest, uh, not the youngest competitor, but I was like the youngest guy in the top 10 yeah, by about yeah. 10 years. And uh, I was like, everyone, everyone had sort of had a smirk on their face. Oh, yeah, the young, the young gun went out hot on day one. Now can't, can't mix it day two. Yeah. So I was just in my tent, mate, like this, like David Cockins. I was like, I'm going to show these motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm gonna take Who's going to carry the boats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, I've, that was just it. But so yeah, like I said, don't take anyone's dodgy food. Tried to, I was tried to poison, but I, I managed to regain, mate, and ended up finish. I think sixth so, overall. So was a geezer yeah. trying to fucking stitch you up, was he? No, I don't think he was. What I think of that is, we'll find you. We'll find him. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, Liam Neeson on him. Over, over what I think had happened is that they're freeze dried rations, you see, so they're not. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So what I think had happened is it'd been pierced. He then put hot water into it. Obviously, he had one spoonful and was probably like, oh, this is disgusting. Ugh, Spat it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stupid. I was like, yeah, I'll have it. I'll do it. And then, yeah, it's just, ugh. yeah, minging. Rats, mate. But to yeah, be really fair, like, like you said, you, you, you smashed through it, got sixth overall out of fucking 140, yeah. 140 competitors. And yeah. you were ill. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Unbra- mate. Unbreakable mind, they might say. Unbreakable minds, yeah. Well, I saw that. Who you know, I hold myself accountable, and, and when I tell people about these things, they hold me accountable, and I just can't. I just can't bear to let anyone down, and, and not only that, to yeah. to prove people right that that think it can't be done, mate, and people that doubt me because I've been doubted a lot probably in my life, and then and it goes maybe back to you know as a childhood, mate. Like when I had like dyslexia as a kid. Yeah, and so I never did great in school, so I always felt always. This isn't me, like oh, because one thing I hate is like if I had the toughest upbringing, mate. Like I was, I was from a council state and I had to knit my own socks. Like you know, I had a, I come from a great, great family. Yeah. Um, but you know, I did, I did find school a little bit challenging. So yeah, it's always. I know, I know how you feel. I was very similar. I, I've, I've got dyslexia and and whatnot. They didn't find out I had dyslexia until I was in college, which was nice. Um, I I had to take one of those fucking tests, and they went. By the way, you're properly dyslexic. Yeah. yeah, Oh, that's that's good to know because fucking secondary school just thought I was thick as shit. Yeah, yeah. Just thought I was stupid. I I always joke with me misses now. I'm like, I've definitely got some sort of ADHD as well. Like I keep seeing these things pop up on my reels. It's like, how, um, like, how do you know if you've got ADHD? And it's got like a a clip of a bloke. And he's watching a movie, and then all of a sudden he has to pick up his phone because he has to 
figure out which character he is and what other movies he's been in and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, I do that. Yeah, well, my yeah. is like, yeah, but you do that with everything. So even down to, I wasn't 100% sure why the clocks fucking went forward. I was like, yeah. I assumed it was to do with farming. But I thought it was to do with farming, yeah. yeah. According to Google, that I Googled the other day, it's to do, it was during uh, World War One and then into World War Two. it was for fuel consumption. Okay. And I was like, ah, I swear it was for fucking farming. That it's might be absolute bro science, but I got that from fucking Google. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's on Google, <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> but yeah, I had to look it up because I was like, because I jokingly said it was like fucking 1200s or something. Yeah. Just joking around, I, I, and then she was like, "No, I, um, it's this." And I was like, mm. "I'm terrible as well." If I watch a film that's like based on a true story, I have to find out the true story. Yeah, I I, I was a nightmare when I was watching The Crown with my missus because I had to yeah, know exactly yeah. which character was who and what. Well, how they related? Apparently, that is nearer to fiction than it is non-fiction. <laughs> yeah. I've heard. I've heard it's not very historically accurate at all. Mm. There's a there's a few few things. That aren't quite right, but yeah, but yeah, mate, it's coming up to your 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 bedtime. You got to yeah. phone your missus. Good night. Yeah. Um, but... Hello, you're at the adverts, so don't turn off. Don't turn off because I've got some good stuff for you. First up, going to talk about our sponsors. Kent CBD is our first sponsor. Now, CBD oil, as you know, has tremendous benefits especially within mental health and physical health. Personally, I use it to help with my anxiety and my depression, but not only that, I also use it to help with the aches and pains of life in my joints, especially my ankles and my knees. Um, But yeah, without CBD oil, I would have still been on my antidepressant tablets, which I'm no longer on. So, you know, every cloud. And what we're going to do here at Granted Zero is we're going to give you 10% off everything from oil, Muscle rub, jellies, bath salts, the lot. Yeah? Make sure you get in there. www.kentcbd.org. Put in the promo code GRANITEZERO and get yourself 10% off. You are welcome. But also, if you're like me and you love a nice cup of coffee. Now, for me, I only drink one coffee. And that's Green Beret coffee. Now, I don't only drink it because it's out of this world fucking coffee, roast to order, grinded to whatever specific grind you want. But not only that, it's veteran owned and veteran run, which, you know, hits me right in the feels. So make sure you check it out, Green Beret Coffee. Get yourself a nice cup of coffee. I drink it dark, just like my soul. Incredible stuff, incredible stuff. And what I'm going to give for you, I'm going to give you 10% off. So once you get to the checkout, once you've got all your coffee, your products, your apparel, whatever you need, get to the checkout and put in the promo code GZPODCAST10 and get yourself 10% off, courtesy of the Granite Zero Podcast. You are welcome. Now, that's enough of me talking about this stuff. Back to the regular scheduled show. Check it out. La Bosch. I knew that was going to happen. Yamas Bosch. <laughs> I knew that I knew that was gonna happen. I saw the timer and it came up less than a minute and yeah, I was like I was like, we're never gonna make it. Not gonna make it. And I was like, Oh there you go. It dead. I was like, ah oh, fuck. <laughs> but it gives me a nice little 
segment into putting my ad in there. Um, yeah. Who's your ad? <laughs> Who, who's your ad? So I am sponsored by Kent CBD. Um, okay. They they send me some lovely products. Can't yeah. I can't talk highly enough about CBD oil? If I'm honest. Yeah, I've got um, one from four five. Yeah, I I use um. What else do I use? I use there. He's got a real, real nice uh, muscle balm. Helps with all the yeah. inflammation in my fucking knees and my ankles from yomping ridiculous weights. Yeah, um, yeah. What? Um, yeah. Does he just send you product, or do you get? Yeah, he money? sends me product. Um, and whoever I get the, I get a percentage of sales when people use my promo. So okay, nice one. Promo Granite Zero. Um, and Green Beret Coffee. Oh, that's decent. Yeah, it's a really nice coffee, to be fair. So, yeah. yeah. It's sound bloke as well. Really decent. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'd love to have more. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, because I'd yeah. love to give up my regular human job to sit in my shed and talk to nice people. But, yeah. That so, is the dream. One day. One day. How many episodes do you want, mate? This will be 170. Mate, that's fucking class, mate. Well done. Yeah. I had a, I've had moments rec- recently-ish where, you know, like I said at, at the start, people have dropped out for whatever reasons that they've got. Sometimes they just forget. Uh, sometimes they like, overbook. Sometimes they're real. You know, yeah. it, is what it, it is what it is. But when it happens two, three, four times in a row and you're like, I don't know if I yeah. can be bothered to send out another fucking email to someone. Yeah. But then, but then I'll get a gem and, and just like, I'll remember why I started it in the first place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'll just I'll speak to one of my mates down the road and say, "You fancy coming up to the shed? We'll have a beer and and record a podcast." And they're like, yeah. yeah. I've had a few of the lads that are part of my um because I do a charity football team. Yeah. Um, raising money for Rock to Recovery as a shout out. <laughs> um, I've had I've had a few of the lads that are based in Kent, literally around the corner from me. They've yeah. Been, we've literally chatted about football for like two and a half hours. Got a bit pissed. It's some of, it's some of the better episodes, I think. Yeah, they are. Sometimes, mate. sometimes oh, I mate. feel sometimes I feel when I get like the blue tickers and and things like that, yeah. I feel like I have to try and interview them. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't want it to be in it. I want it to be to be like a chat in the pub. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like your story itself of of Rowan and and now the 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 run that you've done. The run, yeah. They're they're they're, they're, they're stories that you chat in the pub, like. You could you could even embellish it a little bit if you wanted. Yeah, I smacked yeah. that fucking shark in the head with my yeah, 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 yeah. So I got the boat, fucking lassoed it. <laughs> well, um, I strapped it on there, lassoed yeah. it to the front, and it took me all the way to Miami. So I know, right? Yeah, and then um, I fucking shagged its missus. Yeah, yeah. but not like, one, one of it. the one of the best ones that I've had, which was one of the most random that I've had. I had um, JT from Black Rifle Coffee. I yeah. had him on the show, and the first time I had him on the show, it was mainly about, um, obviously the coffee company, his service yeah. that he did with the um with the air force. And the second time I had him on, we just went on a fucking random tangent about the Vikings because he's yeah. obsessed with the Vikings, like invading the UK. Yeah, he, wa- he wants to do a a um Viking longboat row from fucking Denmark to the north of England and he was like I'm go- I'm doing it and I was like alright but it was like it was like a fucking history channel yeah podcast about Vikings yeah <laughs> and I was tough. like I only know 
a little bit about Vikings through the TV show. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a historian. Mate, I've actually got a bit of a bone to pick about fucking Vikings, mate. Well, not Vikings, but people are like, yeah, I'm a Viking. I'm like, calm the fuck down, mate. You've got yes. 0.5% in your fucking geniality. Yes. <laughs> Chill oh, out. I, I, one thing that really, really grinds my gears is they, these people are the ones that sway depending on what is popular at the time. Yeah, of course so they do. It started with obviously Gladiator. Yeah. Oh, I'm a I'm a Roman centurion. You're yeah. not. You're not. Yeah. You're not though. Then it was I'm a Spartan because of yeah. fucking 300. Then it was fucking yeah. Vikings. You're not. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't care. You're Dave. Yeah. You're Dave. You're Dave, and you do. No, I don't want to like slag them off, but you're Dave, and you do CrossFit. You're not yeah. a fucking Viking. Shut your mouth. Oh no! There's so... a bloke. There's a bloke, and he fucking winds me up. I'm gonna go on a tangent before you go. And go his reels fucking pop up all the time. It's this fucking long-haired bloke, like like fucking something swole. His fucking name is not Joey Swole because he he's all right. Yeah, but he literally has a he has a coffee. He takes a sip and then he spits it out and he like goes go to the gym, go to the fucking gym. And you're like, who are you? Right, I'll stop you there, pal. I've got a job. Yeah. I'll go to the gym when I finished. Stop shouting at yeah, me. Yeah. Also, how many takes did that take for you to do that without laughing? It's a waste yourself? of coffee. That's all waste, I'm thinking. Yeah, you're wasting your coffee. Also, you're in your back garden and you're recording it on your phone in your vest. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. We get it. Like, we get it. Like you're a testosterone-filled man-child that is shouting at people because... You're better than people because you go to the gym. Pfft, fuck off. No one cares, man. No one cares. No one cares. Do better. Um, do something important like row to Miami. Oh, stop it, mate. Oh. I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I, did, I did raise Red, 70. He did, apparently. He, t- he took a little oh, trip mate. in his rowing boat. Oh, mate, I really, mate, I really appreciate you having me on um, the podcast, man. I'd love to come on again sometime. Oh, Definitely. Uh, always meet up for beefy boys. Oh, 100%. 100%. Love a beefy boys. But yeah, um pleasure and the honors all mine mate. Right from from the first time I heard you speak on Talk Sport to to having you on now. It's fucking incredible. And the uh, the journey was incredible. Your journey is incredible and the amount of money you raised is incredible. So yeah, big 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 props to you mate and good luck with your resettlement. Mate, awesome brother. Thank you very much. Have a great evening. Enjoy your phone sex with the missus. Oh, definitely edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, brother. Ta-ra, mate. Bye. Catch you in a bit. bit.